bless and minister to at least one soul. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You did it again, didn't you? I'm going to... Welcome to the South Gastonia Lifeline Podcast, a raw discussion about real-world stuff that's relevant to you and to God. Now your hosts, Michael Phillips, Chad Privet, and Alex Cash. I will eventually learn to not break out in random song when Chad is sitting at the recording board because he just hits record without me knowing and I end up in random song. You 29 years old. You always break out in random song. You're right. That's my beautiful wife that is joining us on the podcast today. Hello, beautiful wife named Christina. Hello, husband named Michael. <laughs> Hello, we- Chad. <laughs> And then we got Chad and Alex <laughs> in the house. And I still call it Baby Bean, but it's a baby girl, so. Baby Bean is baby girl. Or Nugget. Nugget. Who ended up calling it's a Nugget? It's a Chicky Nugget. Chicky Nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alex. Yeah, what's up? Th- this is your podcast. Oh, so. already had one of those. I'm digging the uh, the topic that you come up with this week. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was thinking when we knew that we were going to be recording today, I was thinking about um, different topic ideas, and I just threw a couple out to the boys. And uh, one of the topics that we really liked was religion versus relationship. Like, what is the difference Mm. Why uh, why is one better than the other? And which one should we lean more towards in our Christian walk with Christ? Is it a religion or is it a relationship? Mm. So that's what, you know, uh, we dive into here tonight to talk about a little bit is religions versus relationships. Yeah. So... Uh, thinking about the topic uh, today, wanted to talk a little bit about what a religion is and what a relationship is. And so when you look up the definition of a religion, it comes up with a system of faith and worship. Um, but when you're thinking about a relationship, it's a personal connection between you and somebody else. Uh, it's it's on a deeper level than just a system. Uh, it's, it's, it's deep. It's a personal connection. So that kind of clears the air between a religion versus a relationship. And so what we're actually really trying to get down to is being a Christian and our walk with Christ. Uh, as we know, Christianity is one of the leading world religions that's out there. Um, I'm a Christian, Chad, Michael, Christina, everybody hopefully watching is Christians that I know of at least. I hope so. Chad gave me the AOK nod. So I think he's still saved as long as we, you know, as far as we know. For the moment, it's a work in progress. He's a work. It's it's a walk, Chad. It's not a sprint or a run. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> step by step. You know, couldn't well ain't running. <laughs> <It's a laughs> That's not where I was going I was with about, that. I was about to say it's a marathon, and then Chad just said what he said. Oh, that's great. God, that's great. But thinking about uh, religion versus relationship, I thought about 
biblical times because uh, you really don't hear a whole lot about Pharisees, scribes, and priests today. But if we look back in, in the Bible, uh, especially during in the New Testament with, with the Gospels, uh, Fer- the Pharisees sort of kind of preached a religion. Uh, they wanted, they preached and taught to follow the law, to follow the rules, to do this or don't do that. And it was a system of beliefs and it was a, it was rules and standards they wanted to live by. And that's what they preached and praised the most was the law itself. And, um, they knew scripture. So we can't, we can't discredit, uh, discredit that Pharisees and all of them, they definitely knew the, the Bible. They knew the scripture. I mean, they went to school for it. They, they taught it, they read over it. Um, and, like I said, they, they took it to a point to where it was it was the law and they wanted to practice that and preach it. But even though they knew the scriptures, uh, they still missed the one who came to fulfill the scriptures. Like they, they missed the mark. They missed the, the idea of who the scriptures and who the, the verses was talking about and pointing to the coming Messiah, the son of God, the one, the savior of the world. They, they missed it uh, because they were so focused on the rules and the regulations and the routines and the rituals and all these things uh, that they did every day. And so Jesus came and fulfilled the scriptures, Uh, even though the Pharisees missed out on it, they came to, he came to fulfill it. And even in Matthew chapter five, verse 17, it says this, do not think this is Jesus talking. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. So really, Jesus is simply saying, you know, plain and clear, I'm not, I'm not here to get, a, to get rid of the laws and to get rid of the scriptures and to get rid of this or, do, or to get rid of that. But I, I came to fulfill it, that once you come to accept me in, in your heart and, and follow after me, uh, doing what I say and what he taught us of how we should live and how we should react and how we should help other people and treat others and, and, and worship and, and glorify God and everything that we do. That fulfills the laws that the Pharisees and those were, were trying to teach so much that they praised more, in my opinion, than God. And so Jesus didn't come to get rid of laws and to get rid of standards, but he came to fulfill them. So once we look at it from a religion point of view and look at it as a relationship with Christ, uh, you know, following after him, we will fulfill those laws as long as we're living for Christ. And so when I got to thinking about this is when you have a bunch of rules uh, that you have to follow, you tend to, and it's enforced and it's, it's repeated and it's, you know, it's it's etched in your in your mind over and over and over again that you you tend to despise the one who made the rules right at some point we kind of despise the person who came up with the rules because like oh man why do we got to follow this again why i got to do this all the time you know i think this is dumb or this is stupid and uh give you an example not trying to get you know too crazy or nothing but you can look at you know COVID 19 guidelines and like rules and mask regulations and stuff and you know how we see how how crazy that that can kind of kind of get in today's world um no matter how you may feel or believe about it and stuff you know we all have our own opinions and stuff and that's perfectly respectable uh but it could have been made with good intentions to help you know 
their beliefs and science and stuff to help slow the spread but the way it was brought about and the message that it was that it was being portrayed uh we kind of turned to a point to where we despised the rules that was there and that to me that's kind of how our religion is is that once we we look at it as rules that's enforced every single day we begin to despise the person who created the rules but however when you have a relationship it's not a must have to but rather a want to when you fall in love with christ you're not doing it because you you gotta do it you you gotta live for him you gotta live holy you gotta live sanctified because the bible says but when you have a relationship a true relationship it's not just about wanting to um i have no idea i can't preach alex mahomes you gotta want to do it. Yeah, not, I have to do it. Yeah, exactly. So like when we fall, like I said, when we fall in love with Christ, it, it goes beyond like you know you gotta live for Him, you gotta live holy, you gotta live sanctified. But rather, when you have that true relationship with Christ, it's a want to. Uh, I want to live holy because God's holy. I want to live sanctified because Jesus set that standard and told us that's what we should do in Scripture. Why? Because one day I want to make sure that I'm able to stand before him and he say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I want to live for him so much and I want to live for him every single day. Not because it's a it's a must to, but rather it's, it's a want to. So when you have a relationship, I'm sure with Michael and Christina, our married friends who love one another dearly, you do stuff for one another because you want to do it. You want to make, you want to see that person happy. You want to see them feel loved and feel appreciated. Uh, you know, whether it's a random act of kindness, you know, Michael wakes up and cooks eggs and bacon for Christina and oh. baby girl, or, you know, Did that this morning. Yeah. And I know there's a list of things Christina does for Michael. So I, you know, for time restraints, I wouldn't go into detail. I know she does so yeah, much yeah. and she's great. Michael is greatly appreciative of you. And it's because you want to do those things, right? Because you love that person, right. and you want to make you want them to feel loved and feel, you know, appreciated, and you want to see them happy. And so, when that's kind of similar to how it is when we have this relationship with Christ, is that we want to see Him and make Him happy, because we want to we want to live for Him because He died for us. So that, to me, is the difference between a religion and a relationship. It's not a must-have to, but rather a want to. Um, because when you fall in love with Jesus, you will want to do everything you can to please him. So, yeah. I always, I'll, I'll throw a plug in. I don't think I can get in trouble for this since we're on a podcast. I like listening to the unashamed podcast with phil robertson the duck dynasty guys yeah and um they they do a lot i i it's been a while but they went through the book of john and they did like a bible study through the book of john and they would throw their own commentary in it and everything but something that was really cool that i picked up with them those guys, you know, anybody watched Duck Dynasty, you know, those, those guys are pretty pretty rough cut, outdoors guys. And um, they threw a totally different look, I guess you could say. Or I, I like how they went through the Book of John. And I think it was Phil that had said in there that, um, you know, any time that they reach – 
you know, they, they get introduced to new converts, new new people to the faith. They encourage them to read the book of John. Go, they'll because they'll ask him, you know, what what book? You, know, you get a new convert, any, anybody, you know, what book of the Bible should I read first? A lot of people say, read it from back to front, just pick it up, read read a random. Go to the book of John. You will see Jesus. You you will see Jesus in the book of John. And I'm literally flipping through here as you're talking. And when, when I think of religion versus relationship, and you've touched on some of this already, um, you know, if Jesus were to walk in our church today, you would very quickly see people who are tied to religion versus people who have a relationship. Jesus made so many people mad. And you you can read it throughout the New Testament, but I'm flipping through John. Um, John 5, you see where when he healed the uh, he healed the guy at the pool on the Sabbath day, you see there in that chapter the religious crowd, they were so mad. Like he healed a guy on the Sabbath. How yeah. dare he do something on the Sabbath? Who is this guy? They didn't even recognize him. They immediately they were seeking to kill him. And it's the he made the religious crowd so mad by what he did and they were so caught up in their religious system the rules and the regulations and oh you can't do this you can't do that that's what religion is a man-made institution right and god desires relationship with with people and that that's we talked about this on a previous podcast because I can't remember what order we did all this in and when it's going to come out. But in the previous podcast when we had Chris with us, we were talking about praise last week. And, you know, that's what we were created for. God created humans for companionship. Like, that's the very reason we're even here, is companionship and relationship. Now, I, I, I get with with religion... And you'll see this a lot in Paul's writings when the church was organized. You will see, yes, there needs to be structure in things, but a relationship with God is not about you got to do this in order to receive this. You've, you've got to check this box in order. If you do this, then I'll... It's not an if-then thing. It's almost like religion is, well, if you do this, then this. The, the if-then concept. Um, God, you know, he, he looks at us. He loves us no matter what. Th- think of, let's see, I was, I, was, I was thinking earlier today when we said we were going to discuss this topic. Uh, so I, I have my, my wife over here, and let's, let's say, like, all right, so me, me and you, we're married. Um, so I'm going to say three times a week, I'm going to do a honeydew list, whatever's on that list. And three times a week, I'm, I'm going to do that. So that means I'm in a relationship with you. 
because I do that three times a week, right? No. No. Because that's how a lot of people view church. I go to church three times a week, so I'm in a relationship with God. Right. That's mm. not. That is not a relationship with God. Correction. Some people come to church once a week and think they're in a relationship with God. Well, that's, that's where Some I'm getting Some people don't come to church at. at all and think they're in a relationship with God. Well, and it's not just about going to church. Yeah. Because I attend church, I'm in a relationship. No. Right. A relationship is a daily walk, a daily, you, you pursue it daily. If, if I were to look at Christina and say, you'll get an hour of my time three days a week. That relationship would not be very... going to last. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A relationship won't last if you don't put effort into it. And that's exactly how, with God, your, your relationship with God, if you only give Him three hours a week, however long you're in church, or even if you, if you don't make it to church, you know, you're, you're losing out on that time the thing about church church wasn't created to you know i'm gonna be here for an hour three times a week and you know gonna get my gonna get what i need and go on about my my week and that means i'm good i'm good to go no don't work like that pal um church church was created so like-minded believers and you can gather together to encourage lift each other up we have a pastor, our shepherd, who who feeds us. Those of us who are involved in ministry, I think those who are involved in ministry have to work harder in their relationship with God because you spend so much time pouring into other people that you've got to make sure, hey, I'm, I got to get fed too because you look at, you know, I, I just, I'll throw it out, children's ministry workers, you know, they don't get the opportunity to be in church on Sunday morning because they're ministering to the kids. You you got to be careful because you can get so caught up in pouring yourself out and pouring yourself out that you're not allowing yourself to be fed. And a lot of people will really walk a fine line with that because you've got to make sure you're pursuing that relationship daily. It's not just a Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night kind of thing. You've you've got to work on it daily, you know. Um, and I, I use the example, you know, with marriage. That's with anything, you know. Friendship. I'm I'm looking at Chad here. Chad, if I weren't, you know, if I didn't text you every other day, check in on you, whatever, you know, communication. That's another thing. We. Relationships require communication. Stick on that one for a second. Communication? Mm-hmm. Okay. You got some notes on that, don't you? Go for it. So, relationship requires communication. And, yes, God knows our thoughts. God knows our heart. But I've even told Christina before, you know, when we're, when we're sad, when we're angry, when we're upset, don't hold it from God. He already knows. You might as well tell him. Right. You know? I I talk to God like he's sitting across from me like you are, Alex. Mm-hmm. I like he is sitting in the room with me, and I will say, God, I'm, I'm mad right now. I am so mad. 
last night in prayer meeting, I, I will I will tell on myself. I sat there and I said, God, I am mad right now. But this fight's not mine. It ain't mine. It's yours. Um, I could have easily sat at home and been mad and stewed over the situation that was in my mind. But I decided, you know what? I'm going to take this somewhere that I know it's not my fight. I'm going to put it in the hands of the one I know who's already won the fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's what relationship is about. It's communication. Chad, mm-hmm. go go with the communication because I know you. Well, you I mean, stick with that. Like, I was I was studying earlier today. And I was at work, and it's kind of difficult to study with these things when you're in a public setting and not get like completely tore up because God is like slapping you across the face with it. But I, um, I was trying to find the difference between religion and relationship and a couple things come out and I found a website that I was going through and religion especially when it comes to coming to church religion is coming to church out of obligation because you have to and relationship is coming to church because you want to and you know like Michael was saying earlier communication when it with God changes your relationship with him completely because I can be friends with Alex all day long but if I never talk to Alex I don't know anything about Alex Alex don't know anything about me now Alex might be watching me and he might see how I act and see how I I treat other people but if we never hold a conversation with each other and we never talk and we never form that relationship with each other then I don't know who Alex really is now Michael goes Michael have, might have a relationship with Alex and talk to Alex every day and tell me all these good things that Alex does and, you know, how Alex has done this and how Alex has, Alex has always been there for him. But until I talk to Alex, I'm not going to feel what Michael's felt. I'm not going to have that, that sense of peace, that sense of friendship, that sense of closeness with Alex until I actually start talking to him. Communication makes it personal. It is personal. And a lot of people, I, I'm speaking right now. I'm not speaking to anybody in this room. I'm speaking to whoever's listening to this because a lot of people come to church day in, day out, week in, week out, out of routine, out of religion, and you go home and you dig right back into what you've been dealing with before you came to church that day because you don't have that relationship. And there's a Remorse is feeling bad for the sin you've done. Repentance is feeling bad enough to stop. Mm. Just completely turning away from it. And just getting fed up with being fed up. But in order to get to that to get to that moment and to get to that true freedom, you've got to stop and talk to God. God, I mean you can talk to God just like you're listening to me talk to you now. God doesn't need thou heavenly father of the universe. God just wants a relationship. God just wants you to sit down and stop. When you start putting him before your video games, before your text messages, before your Snapchat, before your Facebook, that's when that relationship starts. It's that sacrifice of I could be doing this but I'm going to talk to you because he's 
he's what matters most. And I'm going to stop before I start crying. Wow, oh, man, that's deep. That's good stuff. That's man. deep. It was so cool about the communication thing. I know we're, we're talking about it right now, but like you guys have said, it's it's simply just talking talking to God like you would anybody else. But what's even cooler about that is that when you have a communication within a relationship, it's not just a one-way street when it comes to communication. God wants to hear from us, but God also wants to talk to us too. Right. So how many times do we find ourselves in prayer in that communication time with God that we're the only person talking in the relationship and we're not giving God that time to speak back to us? How many times do we cut God off when he's trying to talk to us because we're praying and we're like, oh, we've met, we know I've, I've, I've prayed through one worship song. It's time to stop now. You know, like how many times do we do we end the moment when God's really wanting to, to speak back to us? So, you know, communication is, is a two-way street. God, God wants to hear from us, but he also wants to talk to us as well. And he can. You know, um, we, we hear it all the time in, in scripture and other people, you know, God or, you know, hearing that audible voice and stuff. And some people talk about, well, I heard God like I, you know, heard anybody else talk. But he also can talk through that still small voice or through right. reading the Bible and he'll take you to that verse. You know, God, God wants to speak to us just as much as he wants to hear from us. But you got to wait on that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of times if you're praying and you're just going to pour yourself out to God. And he was like, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. Thank you, Lord. And just stop. Right. And then you're not giving God time to respond. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he might not respond right then. But when you just like, when you completely unload on God and don't give time for God to unload on you. Right. Then you're missing out. Yeah. I like, I like this thing. This is kind of cool. It says, religion is a guy in church thinking about fishing. Relationship is a guy out fishing thinking about God. Mm. Wow. Me and Christina, we, we like to go hiking a lot. And we'll... we'll hit some trails on some mountainous terrain and we'll get up to where it opens up. You can see miles and miles and miles. And it's just mountains and mountains off in the distance, the sun shining. And what is it you always say? You're like, how can you look at this? And how can people say there's no God? You you look at his creation when you appreciate his creation which we're a part of his creation but that's where that relationship kicks in like religion follows a routine if you think about it religion is a routine relationship is a willful walk it's It's just, I, I don't know. I, I, there, there's so many thoughts in my mind right now. Right. I, I love, I love being outdoors, and um, I just say we like to go hiking. But I, I like to go hunting. Like I'm, I'm a big hunter. Uh, the biggest reason that I like to go hunting is because I'm out away from all the noise. I'm in the woods often before the sun comes up 
before anything's awake and I get to sit there and watch God's creation come to life and I'm sitting there still it's quiet and from the first bird that flies out of the tree to the sun that pops over the hill to the squirrels that come down to the, the deer the turkeys the bears whatever I've, I've seen it all and you literally watch God's creation just be as it is as he created it and you get to watch that and if you're in a relationship with God you're immediately going to say God this is so cool this is so cool to watch this and it's the whole I'm glad that you chose this topic religion versus relationship it's people get so caught up in the rules of I can't do this I can't do that I'm supposed to dress this way I'm supposed to act this way I can't go here I can't go there when you get into a relationship with God the Holy Spirit will convict you from the inside out and you won't have the desire to do the things of that stuff won't you won't focus on the well I can't do this I can't do that your mind's not in the right place when you're focusing on the rules. When you're focused on the relationship, God changes you from the inside out. Yeah. He, he will make the change in your heart, and then that will overflow. Your attitude will change. Your speech will change. The music you listen to will change. Your actions will change. Everything, it's, it's, it'll, God does the work himself. Like, he, he does the rest, you know. Um, it's like, when you have a relationship with God, I don't want to watch that movie because it's got garbage in it. I don't I don't want to I don't want to listen to that joke. Those jokes I used to laugh at, it's like, no, not anymore. Like that's that ain't cool. Um it, it's it's a change on the inside. Well, you you said it last week when you talk about the rules. You know, People are searching for a church with a relationship because they're so used to seeing a church with a religion. And, you know, you said last week about somebody was like, I can't come to church until I get myself straightened out. I can't, yeah. I've got to, I've got to, I have got to have these clothes. I've got to, I got to, you know, I got to repent. I got to, I got to get rid of this, all this stuff. And people, some people believe that the church is for the perfect. But that's a church based on religion. Yeah. When you find a church based on relationship, which I am 100% glad is South Gastonia Church of God. Ooh, there's a plug. 310 Carolina Avenue, Gastonia, North Carolina. Services at 10 and 6 on Sunday. Anyway, um, when you find a church that is based on relationship and is not based on you've got to look a certain way before you walk through the door, you've got to have your life together before you walk through the door, when you find a church that is a hospital to fix the stuff that you're going through, that is a church in a relationship with God, not a church in a relationship with religion. Right. And newsflash, um, relationship doesn't mean a cool, flashy name with a coffee shop and the latest music with, you know fog machines and laser lights I'm not <laughs> I, granted I'm not knocking I'm not knocking any of that stuff 
because there there are people that are reached in, in different areas. But that can't substitute anointing. Yes, thank you. That's where I'm going with that. You, you can't... Conviction is not supposed to be comfortable. So, finding a church that, oh, I'm comfortable here because I can do this and I can get away with this, so I, I don't like it there because... I'll just call it like it is. I don't like it there because Jesus convicts me. Well, conviction's not comfortable. And you you can't you can't progress progress as my Canadian friends call it in a relationship. You can't make progress in a relationship without friction sometimes. Um so you're you're gonna you're you're going to face things that make you uncomfortable like G- jesus he he doesn't he he never said it would be easy he never said and we we've been going through some stuff we've been going through something where when we look at it from the outside it, it's more of an attack from the devil and when you look at it that way as more of a spiritual attack somewhere some somehow that will strengthen our relationship with God because I made the realization and I told Christina this I said you know what when when you have a special anointing on your life from God and God is moving in different ways the devil is going to throw anything and everything he can at you in various forms. And when you learn in your relationship with communication to take that fight where it belongs and you take that fight at the foot of the cross, like I said earlier, my communication with God is, God, this is in your hands. It's not in mine. I can't do anything. Um, and my relationship with God through this will strengthen. It's it's just sharpening some edges. Sharpening right. some edges. And is it easy? No. To be honest with you, it sucks. It's terrible. It's not easy. Um, is it making us stronger, though, in our relationship with God? Absolutely. If we communicate properly. Give you one good peace of mind. Do it. God ain't going to fight somebody that's on the wrong path. The devil's not going to fight somebody that's on the wrong path. He's going he's gonna to fight somebody that is, is going somewhere. Yeah. And if, if, you're, if you're being fought and you're, being, and you have, and you're in a battle, mm-hmm. you're in the right direction. Yeah. Because if you're comfortable... And you're not being fought, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. So take those times where you're being fought on all sides and be like, God, you're not first off, you're not gonna give this to me if I if I can't handle it. Yeah. And if I can't handle it, you can handle it. But at the same time, you're you're letting me know that I'm I'm going in the right direction. 
I think God sometimes will will put things in in, in our path. I, I I tend I tend to disagree sometimes, and I would probably this would be one of them things I would make religious people mad. I tend to disagree sometimes with the uh, God will never put more on you than you can bear. It's not scripture, right? Um, I think sometimes He puts those things that puts just enough pressure on you just to check us to say who do you put your faith in right. who are you going to rely on who is your strength through who where do you find your strength because i can't do it by myself when you realize you can't do it by yourself and you lean on the one who's already won the battle that's that's where okay let's move forward let's go let's do some more Let's, yeah. let's let's keep going. It makes us better as individuals and as humans right. and as people and in relationships to to go through stuff. It, it makes us, like you said, stronger and to be the best version of ourselves we can possibly be every single day. Uh, but, you know, in a relationship like, you know, with marriage or with our relationship with God. He wants, God wants us to be the best version of ourselves that we can be. He wants us to truly be who he has created us to be. Um, but in order to get there in our lives, you have to, you know, go through that fire. You have to be refined. I sometimes pray, I'm like, God, you just got to put me right back on the potter wheel Mm -hmm. and you got to smash this Alex all to pieces and mold this, this, dude again because i've tried to step in and mold it the way i feel like i should fit or how i should be and the way that i want to be is not the version of alex that you've created to be and so it it, it relies on that create you know that that communication between us and god and going back to that relationship of being the best possible person that we could be yeah i like how um when dr tim hill preached at our church this past Sunday night, and uh, he he was talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego mm. being thrown in the fiery furnace, and uh, when they were more or less pleading their case before before the king, and they said, "We believe God can do it. We know He will do it." My favorite part of that is, but if not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should all reach. We should all strive to reach such a level in our relationship and our walk with God to where we say, God, I believe you. God, I know you will. But if not. Yeah. And you you keep on. You keep. Yeah. Mm. Have you ever heard, sorry, I know, right before you better say that, that is brought to my attention. You ever heard the song, Even If by Mercy Me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Have yes. you heard the backstory behind that song? No. Look it up. I don't want to ruin it, but it's ta- I think I believe it's talking about his son. And his son had a really bad sickness. And he talked about how all these people at church and all these people will come up to him and be like, you know, God's, God's going to heal your son. God's going to heal him through. And they would kind of get this salt, this this false sense of hope. Uh, um, you know, I guess in a sense, probably the wrong terminology to use there, but, you know, getting kind of getting excited, but stuff wasn't really looking good. And 
kind of starts making you question God. Well, God, why aren't you healing my son? Why aren't you doing this? And he brought back that that story in the Bible of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, you know, our God will deliver us. But if Dr. Tim Hill used the term mm-hmm. "if not," but I think in King James or another translation, it's even if, even if he doesn't. Yeah. And so that's where that song comes into, like you know, if even if even if God doesn't heal the cancer. Even if God doesn't, you know, um, turn this situation around the way I feel like it should, uh, I'm still not going to bow. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep going. Even if it's that even if mentality, that if not, I love it. I love it. And that takes a relationship. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that takes having a relationship with God to be like, you know what? Listen, throw me in that furnace if you want to. But I know this is between me and God. Right. And. I, I hate to, to cut us short because I could stay in here for like another hour, but uh, Alex is going to close this out in a minute in prayer if you don't mind. Sure. Got to throw that in there for you. But um, the sermon that Michael was just talking about, go listen to it as uh, I posted it this past Monday. Um, so give, give that a listen. Tim Hill brought a phenomenal message. Brought it down. Phenomenal message to South and it's really needed. It was really needed. It was a very timely message, and you need to go listen to it. But we, Alex, thank you for this topic. Thank you all for. I feel like we went it. on so many rabbit trails, but it was it. It, it all came back to the same. If y'all could subject. just the people who are listening, if y'all could literally sit in this room and just look, see the looks on everybody's faces. I mean, some of us have tears running down our faces. Others, we're just sitting here just in amazement. We got another one in here going through her Bible. And it's just, if y'all knew how much prayer was covered in this and how, how much we feel that God is using this podcast, it is, it's it's awesome. And we hope that it gets better and better and better. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to hush up because I could keep going. I'm telling y'all in this room, this room right now, it, it's real. It's real, but I'm, I'm, I just want to pick this room up and move it. I'm gonna be quiet so Alex can can pray us out until next week. Well, let's pray, uh, dear Heavenly Father, God. I I personally thank you from my heart uh, for this opportunity to be able to share on this podcast today about why we feel like a relationship is much better than a religion. Father, I thank you for that relationship that I can have with you. Um, God, because you sent Jesus, your son, to die on the cross for us to pay uh, to pay our price, our, our punishment, uh, and take the place for our sins. So we could have that right to have a relationship with you again through the bloodshed uh, of Jesus. So, Father, I pray that even those who may be listening to this, um, you know, I know it, this has blessed my life. Uh, personally, but I pray God that you will just minister to every single person who listens to this to let us know that being a Christian and serving God is not just about rules and and systems and and rituals and things of this and regulations. Uh, but God, it's not a must have to, but it's because we want to. Because you died for us, so the least that I could do is live for you in return and have that relationship with you to where I can communicate with you and talk with you, and you also talk to me as well. So, Father, I pray that you will be with us and just touch our lives, Lord, as we live every day uh, solely with the purpose to praise your name, to lift your name on high, and to live for you in every way, shape, and form as we possibly can. In Jesus' name, amen. Until next week, we'll see you then.
Peace.